Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Until proven otherwise, the Mets are losers. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Now, you could say it's losers with being, you know, relative, right? Obviously, they're not as bad as in years past. We talked about that all the time with the new expectations with Steve Cohen taking over. But until proven otherwise, the New York Mets are losers, and the Atlanta Braves own them. It's as simple as that. And on this particular night, and we'll get to the Yankees and Aaron Judge and all that goes there, and and the fact that you know a guy who had a no-hitter. Imagine that. A pitcher was throwing a no-hitter in Yankee Stadium, and he came out of the game without any issue. Like, oh, yeah, no big deal. High-five and smile. Imagine that. We'll get to that a little bit later on. But the Mets are the top story here. And you have a night where Francisco Lindor, and I told you about this yesterday. We were on last night, or what is today now, Wednesday morning? We were on Monday night, I guess it was. And we were talking about this big series. And I'd say you know, Lindor's been struggling. He's been one of the main reasons why this team has not been going as well as we expected it to or as well as it was playing last year. I thought Lindor would have a big series. And he got to, he get uh, gets off to a big start, hitting that two run homer to give the Mets the lead. Alonzo follows with his league leading twenty second home run of the year, and the big bats for the Mets hit big boy home runs. That is what this team needs to do. That is what Francisco Lindor is here for. That is what Pete Alonzo is here for. You know, Lindor more specifically. This is these are the type of series he's getting paid to have big moments in and come up with big hits like that. So that was refreshing to see Lindor come through. Unfortunately for the Mets, the lead did not last very long. And it's really not even Carlos Carrasco's fault, who ended up going five innings and allowing four runs. But he handed over to the bullpen as Buck, I thought, handled this properly. Now, you want to talk about the lineup? That was an embarrassment going into that game. Can't agree with Buck. Uh, on that one. I was actually surprised to see how bad that lineup was. Vogelback batting fifth. I mean, come on. No Francisco Alvarez. Uh, enough already. What are they playing games here for with the lineup? But that's not why they lost this game. They lost this game because Drew Smith, who for some reason this organization is infatuated with, stinks. Drew Smith has never been good, and he never will be good. Enough of Drew Smith. I've heard about Drew Smith For years. Oh, Drew Smith. Oh, Drew Smith. Look at this arm. He's going to be. This is the year the Mets needed Drew Smith to be a trusted arm in the bullpen because they lost Edwin Diaz for the year. This is the year they needed to be able to count on Drew Smith. He's too inconsistent. He throws the off-speed stuff way too much, and he gets beat in big spots. So when Carrasco goes out there to start the sixth, he walks Olsen. All right, no big deal. Riley doubles, all right, a little bit of a problem. Murphy doubles, 
Now you got a 4-3 game. Now you're in big trouble. And I have no problem with that because my theory is leave the pitcher in, the starting pitcher in, until he gets knocked out. Well, this was blatantly obvious. You might have thought you could pull him after the Riley double. I'm fine with letting Buck face, you know, uh, having Buck let Carrasco face Murphy. He gives up the double. Now there's no doubt. He is now knocked out of the game. Buck goes to Drew Smith. Drew Smith's got to do his job. He doesn't get it done. He gets the first two outs, and then he gives up a double to Ozuna. So and you got, uh, you know, the Mets playing sloppy defense as well. Jeff McNeil not having a great night in left field. You got Ottavino coming in and giving up an extra run in the eighth inning when it could have been a one-run game and at least have an opportunity there just to be able to get one run in the ninth to tie the ball game. But Ottavino gives up a run. I mean, the, the, the Mets play, and I don't like Ottavino either. I don't care what he did last year. Bottom line is, the Mets just aren't that good. It's as simple as that. Now, they're good compared to the crappy Mets teams BC, before Cohen. But they are not that good when you compare them to the Braves, when you compare them to the Dodgers. They're not as good as their payroll, all that stuff. You compare them to the Yankees. The Mets are nowhere near as good as those top teams. Until proven otherwise. I'm not saying season's over. And look, the series isn't even over. Not yet. They got Scherzer and Verlander. Go out, go figure out a way to win this series. It's still right there for the taking. The problem is, this is a game up 4-1 like that. They got to put away. And they rarely lose games like this. This is one where they got to put that game away. And it's a frustrating one because, again, it happens in Atlanta. And, again, the Braves have the last laugh. And, again, the Braves one-up the Mets. And, again, the premier team in the National League East again, defeats one of the loser teams in the NL East. SNY showed a graphic during the game that really made me, you know, we know this stuff, obviously, but it really made me angry, sad, frustrated, whatever you may, whatever adjective you want to use. They showed the board of the NL East champion since 1995. How many division championships each team has won since 95 and it was like the Braves 17 I don't know the Phillies five or something like that the Mets you know the Nationals had a few in there the Mets had two and the Marlins had none and I was thinking yeah well now as if that's not bad enough now why don't you show the graphic of the World Series wins since 1995 and obviously you could go back a little bit further, but from 1995, all the teams in the division. Marlins, they may not have won a division. They've won two World Series since then. The Nationals, they've won a World Series. The Phillies, they've won a World Series. The Braves, they've won a World Series. The Mets, nothing. Nothing. How is it that the New York Mets have won two, two division titles since 1995? How is it that the New York Mets are the only team in the National League East to have not won a World Series since 1995? Like I said, go back to 1986, obviously. But every other team has won in that division, except for them. And a division that they should have won last year, but they didn't. And a division that should be there for the taking this year, and yet the Mets are going backwards, now seven back in the loss column of the Atlanta Braves. Now again, not get overreacting, go nuts. Because the series is still there for them. And they've got their guys lined up. But to lose this game in the fashion that they did, when they finally 
get a performance from Lindor and Alonzo together. Two run homers, take the lead, make the statement, only to give it right back. You know what this game was? It was a microcosm or a symbol of what took place last year for the division. This one lone very game. The Mets came out and hit those home runs, took that lead 4-1. You know, like last year, getting out to that big lead in the division, only to have the Braves come back on them and in the end win. You know, in other words, taking, you know, delivering the first blow, and then once they take the punch, they do nothing from there. You know, Alonzo yelling, throw it again, throw that pitch again, please, after he hit his two-run homer. And then, of course, people are going to make fun of that now. And, by the way, I have no problem with him doing that. You're allowed to talk smack. And maybe there was more of a reason to it than we know, but you're allowed to do that once you hit a home run like that. That's fair, but you're also allowed to look like a fool when the other team comes back on you and beats you yet again. And unfortunately, the Mets are in no position to trash talk anything Atlanta Braves. The Braves have been the premier team in the National League East for many, many years. And you don't even have to go back to the mid-90s. Just go back recent years. The Braves own the National League East. The Braves own the New York Mets. And until proven otherwise, the Mets are losers. Anthony is calling from Bridgewater, New Jersey. What's up, Ant? Sal, you got to help me get through this right now because I'm going to go nuts. I'm going to go nuts. Here's the thing. First off, and I don't want to put this all in Vogel back because I actually feel bad for the guy because if you listen to the fan every day, and I know you do, like it's like a Vogel back like hotline here. But l- 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 he does not earn the right for righty-lefty anymore. It's done. Just because he's the only lefty on the team basically now other than the catch, he does not earn the right. Even if you look at his numbers, he doesn't hit righties. So it doesn't even matter. In fact, I looked at the numbers. Canada's hitting 270 against righties. He actually had a good week last week. Fam coming off of two home runs on, on Sunday. He should be so far on the bench right now. He doesn't garner at bats right now. Well, he shouldn't be on the team. He, he shouldn't be well, on the well, team. But, but He's on the team. But this he's is not. No, I know. But you're right. So you're saying if he's on the team, he should at the very least not be in the lineup. And I understand all that. But this is not about that. To me, is a separate conversation, Anthony. Where we're diving a little bit deeper into the Mets lineup. This this game was not lost because of Daniel Vogelback. This game was lost because their bullpen isn't good. This game was lost because their offense isn't good enough overall. Like I said, you want to focus on Vogelback. To me, that's a Mets problem more so than a Daniel Vogelback well, issue. It's Epler, it's Buck, it's everything. But there are bigger issues to worry about than Daniel well, Vogelback. Yeah, I disagree with that because if you look at tonight's game, where is their two? Where is their scoring from? The, the, they, they scored. They had two mm-hmm. home runs. Uh, that, that was it. I mean, if you look at this lineup, right? But they had a four-one lead. I mean, the Mets I, usually I protect that. I, I, did you ever think they were going to win that game though? Did up 4-1, four, four I felt pretty good. I'm not going to lie to you. I felt I, pretty good. I, I, I felt good. I, maybe I felt a little, but I just didn't think they were going to get any tack on runs there. Here's the other thing. The, the DH situation. I'm, I'm worried about that now. With catcher, with the new guy, I, they, they asked Buck today. Oh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll rotate the guy. No, you're not rotating guys. Alvarez needs at-bats. 
Like, this, this is not a... I don't know how in the biggest game of the year to date, Buck can have Francisco Alvarez on the bench. That does, it doesn't if, make if sense. If he's not catching, he needs to be the DH. Why are they against him being the DH? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I can't. You, I can't come up and hit. I can't answer that question. To me, it's foolish. And I mean, off the top of my head, I don't think he's done it once yet, right? Uh, I'm sure he's done it at least once. No, Alvarez is not DH at all. He is not Fleegs. I don't um, think so. All right. Well, whatever. I mean, the, the point is that it's, they have it's shown idiotic to me. Yeah. The the is point it? is that they have shown the reluctancy to make that a consistent thing and or make it a thing. Period. We talked about it before they sent Tomas Nito down. That. They should have or could have kept the third catcher if they were worried about that. I know Buck addressed that in the pregame as well, saying that I guess he could have Alvarez DH. Bottom line, they they just, for whatever reason, they don't trust, or Buck does not trust Francisco Alvarez, which I just don't understand. And I, I was going to finish with this. I just don't buy it. I don't buy that this is all Buck. I, I, I You know other guys. You don't think Buck's making the lineup? I, I don't know. I, I mean, back in the day, we know Rojas never made a lineup. I, I think Buck has more of a say. Right. You can't tell me that he doesn't realize that Alvarez is one of your better nine hitters every night. So, I, but why is he not in the lineup then? I mean, that's. I, I look. I don't understand it. You and I, right? We want the Mets to to beat the Braves. You, you would argue uh, <laughs> yeah, as, as much. You, you would argue we want the Mets to beat the Braves as much, if not more, than Buck Showalter does in our lineup. We're trying to pick, put the best team out there to win. I don't understand how Buck does not have the best lineup out there. But again, I still think we're getting away from the issue at hand here. Big picture: the Braves own the Mets. This is not just about one or two players. It's about overall. No, I, I hear you, but but again, to your point though, today when you said uh, you know the bullpen, more of a reason if you don't think they can, they're not going to pitch well. I think you need your best hitters out there. So like, it's just, it kind of goes back well, to your point he, too. He, here's why, and thank you for the call, Anthony. And I appreciate your passion with the Mets. Here's why Alvarez wasn't catching because he's going to catch tonight. Now where we are now, I got to get back on the overnight uh, train of thought with the days and stuff. This is now Wednesday morning. So tonight, Wednesday night. And by the way, nice job by the Braves and Major League Baseball putting up a two-hour freaking rain delay where it does not rain. Much like the pitchers in today's game where these managers go to the data and get these guys out of the game before they actually get knocked out, they're going to the data before it actually rains. They're going to rain delays before it actually rains. It used to be, uh uh-oh, it's raining. Break Break the tarp out. Imagine that. They're using all this data and analytics now, the way that they do with these pitchers, and they don't let them get knocked out of the game anymore. They preemptive strike. Well, I don't want to see him get knocked out of the game, so I'm going to take him out now. Even though he's dealing, I'm going to take him out of the game now. Well, I don't want to see the rain come down, so even though it's not raining, let's hold the game off for a little while, go into a rain delay, and bring out the tarp. To a point where these knuckleheads had to water the field before they got back on after a two-hour rain delay in which it did not rain. A rain delay should happen. I got this is very easy here, guys. When it rains. If it's not raining, there is no need for a rain delay. Good God. Anyway, what was I talking about? It's not just about the lineup. It's about the Mets aren't good enough. You can nitpick and say Vogelback shouldn't be in there, period. I mean, I'm tired of talking about it. 
Alvarez is what I was saying. He's going to be in there tonight catching Max Scherzer because, you know, Scherzer loves throwing to him. So it's Narvaez is back. Okay, he's going to get this start. Alvarez will probably catch. Well, he's definitely going to catch Scherzer, and I would think he's probably going to catch game three of this series as well when Verlander is on the mound. But I've been telling you for a week and a half, two weeks, their best lineup is with Francisco Alvarez in it. And you want to have Narvaez at DH? I'm fine with that too. But maybe their best lineup is with Narvaez and Francisco Alvarez. It's not with Daniel Vogel back. And to have him batting fifth is an embarrassment. To not have Alvarez in there is an embarrassment. And I'm assuming that Buck is doing this. I'm assuming Buck is the one. You know, and then even pinch hitting late in the game with Tommy Pham. And, you know, Buck did it because I didn't hear his exact explanation for it. And it wasn't a big deal anyway. But, you know, Buck did it because Pham's a veteran. Pham's a guy who's been familiar with pinch hitting. Not going to go with the rookie Alvarez. But come on, realistically, like, who do you think is the more explosive, more impactful bat? Pham or Alvarez? Like, they're treating Alvarez like a part-time player, when in reality, he's one of the best guys they got. Jesse is calling from Queens. What's up, Jesse? (laughs) Hey, Sal. What's up, man? Good to talk to you again. I'm just, I can't take it with these nuts anymore. And uh, they're silly people. I mean, like, you're talking about the rain delay and stuff. Like, everybody's silly. Buck is silly. Appler is silly. You know, this this is all nuts. I mean... We know we know they can put, be putting a better lineup out there, like you're talking about Alvarez and all that. This is crazy. This is nuts. We we have a better lineup. We have a better plan for the Mets than their own GM and managers do. What does that tell you? What does it tell you? And I know I I love Buck. I give him credit. He's a he's a proven manager. But now you know people like Tiki and Tini were talking about maybe it's time to blow it up and all that stuff. So now this kind of talk is starting to. To, to seep into the conversation, so and by with their actions, they're not they're not helping it because it looks ridiculous. Alvarez should be in there. In the minors, he was a DH 50 percent of the time throughout his whole minor league career. I followed I followed them in the minors. They were DH on days he wasn't playing a catcher. They were DH him. So what is the problem now? You had Nito. You could have kept Nito as your third catcher, and then just did that did that. Fine, and they chose not to do that. They'd rather have Daniel Vogel back on the bench instead of Nito. If you had Nito, you could DH Alvarez. Right. Well, but again, we talked about that. Look, look, here's the one thing, Jesse, that I'm going to say. I'm going to repeat it again as we're 20 minutes into the show. We're going to 5 a.m. the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. They did not lose the game tonight because of the lineup. I'm not saying that the lineup was good. I don't think it was good when I first saw it. My jaw dropped. To be honest with you, I thought it was very bad going into this series. They lost the game because their bullpen isn't good enough. The ire tonight from the Met fan should be at Drew Smith. That's the guy who didn't do his job tonight. We don't expect Daniel Vogelback to do anything. That's on the Mets for making fool's decisions, sure. Drew Smith is the guy who deserves the wrath tonight because he blew a lead. He's got to come in and put out that fire, and he didn't do it. And then the Mets never recovered. So it was multiple things, sure. But let's not get fixated on Daniel Vogelback, who's not going to be here much longer. Like, the Mets may do dumb things. They're not that stupid. They can't keep trotting him out there when the guy's just absolutely doing nothing. He's never done anything. I know the numbers were better last year. He's never done it. He's just not a good baseball player. There was a reason why I didn't like him last year. There was a reason why I rolled my eyes, and thank you for the call, Jesse, when they brought him back this year. 
and extended him or picked up his option, whatever they did for the million bucks that they might as well throw into the fire pit. It's not about Daniel Vogelback. Tonight's about Drew Smith. Drew Smith was one of those guys who needed... Tonight, if you want to get into specifics, is about Drew Smith. Big picture, it's that the Mets aren't as good as the Braves. The Mets, until proven otherwise, are losers. And I'm not saying that to be overly harsh or critical. I'm being accurate. They are. I know we're early on in the Steve Cohen run here, or Steve Cohen reign. It's going to take some time for that to change. The facts are what they are. The Braves own the division. The Mets are the only team in the division that haven't won a World Series in recent history. The only team. The Marlins haven't won a division. They have two World Series rings rings since the Mets' last one. Braves, Phillies, Nationals, everybody else. Everybody else gets a Christmas card. Everybody else wins a World Series. Not the Mets. And I, for one, am sick and tired of watching the Braves dominate. I'm sick of it. It goes back to last year. That was the Mets division last year. And they blew it because they couldn't win one lousy game of three with their three best pitchers going in Atlanta. And they've never recovered. I'm sick of it. And it's not because of Daniel Vogelback. The Braves don't have the most money in the sport. The Mets do. So how come they can't field a better team than them? Win these next two games. Show you've got some sack and win these next two games. Enough with getting beat over the head by that team. But if you want to get specific, it's Drew Smith tonight. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.